Welcome back to another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, featuring interviews with guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music. I am Bruce Wozniak, talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, and more from the worldwide music community. Do please stay connected. You can write to podcast at nhte.net, or instead of email, you are welcome to DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account. Anything and everything to do with this podcast or the entertainment industry itself, I look forward to hearing from you. I wonder if you have checked out the news yet that I announced on the last two episodes of this show. Stick around because I'm going to roll up my sleeves a bit more during this episode to talk more about that, which is something interactive for you. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Central Alabama, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who has a tour starting next month. He has recently signed with Orally Records, which is a Sony Music subsidiary label, and is currently in the studio recording a new album. He has performed at numerous venues and events across Texas, Alabama, and Florida, including having opened for the likes of Craig Morgan, the Charlie Daniels Band, and many more. He is gaining lots of attention on TikTok, where he has 390,000 followers and 2.1 million likes. You've been hearing a song of his called Lady. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Daniel Mock. Hey, Bruce, you doing all right? I'm doing great. Daniel, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. It's an honor to be on the podcast. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. I know you've got a lot of really cool things going on, which we will be talking about on this episode. But first, let's start off by having you tell the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Lady. The Lady was basically a song that a good buddy of mine, Timmy McAdams, wrote back in 2013. He uh, had presented the song to me in around 2021, around Christmas time, and uh, once I got a jump start in my career, I had basically asked for his blessings because it, as we kept playing the song, it became more of a song that I understood the lyrics and had a point of view of where it was coming from. Ladies, basically a song that's dedicated to all the women out there that's been put through mental abuse, uh, physical and emotional with trauma. It's basically a song to let them know, uh, if they ever have any worries like that or if they're ever going through anything like that, they always have that one guy that's there for them or they either have that uh, their husband, whether it be their husband or their boyfriend or some guy they're talking to. But it's just basically it tells a story about a guy that comes into a woman's life who's basically had a rough past through relationships. And it just, uh, it's a sweet, like a, it's like a lullaby because it, it does, uh, happen to repeat the verse in the chorus, but it's like similar to a lullaby and that's what it was mainly dedicated to was all the women that uh basically had been put through all those uh trauma events in their life that they went through when it comes to relationships and life itself well i'll tell you what this is amazing timing because just last week on the podcast michelle rose was talking about domestic violence and wanting to do more for that cause and do music that might help people in those situations. And here you are talking about this song, but Daniel, I really like the idea of the point of reference being the guy will always be there for them. I wonder how exciting is it for both you and the songwriter when someone brings you a song 
and you like it, which is a win for both sides because he's seeing that there's an artist that wants to cut his song and you're seeing this is something that I can really grab onto and I really like this song, I want to record it. That must be exciting for both of you. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. Like, whenever I'd ask Timmy about it, I'd ask if I could get listened to it because it was his song. I mean, he just lined up showing it to me. But uh, once he gave me the blessing, I gave him the songwriting credits. Uh, we do stuff like that. We'll go uh, 50-50. I'll just, get, I'll just get known for singing the song, but he'll get all the rights for actually writing it. Yeah, and the reason I bring that up is I think because we do talk about the songwriting world so much on this show, you think of the songwriter first and the songwriter getting excited when an artist says that they want to cut a song. But for the artist, you think of all the songs that you say no to, right? Right, Daniel? People bring you songs and you have to give them the bad news that it doesn't really do anything for me. And so when you get a song that you really like and are attached to then it's a special moment for you as as well oh yeah most definitely man uh i've had a few that's come up to me and asked to uh do some of theirs that they've originally wrote i've had some pretty good songs come through i've got some on hold uh got some uh ideas like that postponed for later events down the road and may wind up uh, doing a little sneak peek clips of them, like on Instagram or something. Mm. Well, congratulations on signing with Orally Records, which is certainly terrific news. What about the album you're working on that will be released through them? When will that be out? What stage is it at now? Who are you working with on it? Where is it being recorded? Just what details are you able to share at this point? Uh, the date. Details I'd be able to share right now would basically be when it comes to uh, the album that I'm working on. Right now, we're releasing uh, singles. I wind up doing uh, half of it's going to be covers and then half of it be originals. Right now, I'm sitting out with three originals that I have now, which we recently went through one, which was Lady. Uh, that was the first original that I ever had come come out as just a single uh the second one that actually had come out that i wrote myself was final goodbye um and then the other ones was just basically uh covers that had dropped and they'll be dropping through the remainder of this year through the spring and the fall and summer and the reason for the cover and the originals was because i wanted to do something different uh i kind of got the audience every time i'd go live on tiktok since tiktok is my biggest streaming platform i would go live and people would always request these covers and i'd be like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take i'm gonna take some of the time that i have out to record these covers uh because every time i do a song by someone else i can't unless it's something like sweet home alabama i usually kind of do it in my own version to make it unique and make it different i've always found it it's always good if an artist can write his own, but it's also pretty unique when they take a cover of somebody's song because they're inspired by it or something, and they wind up making a own version of their uh, of that song. It winds up showing the creativity of what that artist is capable of and how they basically work with the music industry. And with your original songs, where do you do all of your recording and who produces your original music for you? 
Uh, usually right now at this point, I'm doing all my recordings through, uh, since technology has uh, surpassed and gotten better um, since the future's here, I've basically been doing, I'll wind up recording it on my phone in this app that I use, and then I will get it sent off to uh, my producers and stuff, and then they will take it through a studio and master it and go through it on the computer and everything, make sure everything sounds pretty decent and good to be put out. Well, and speaking of technology, folks, I'm sorry to say that yesterday was the deadline to enter the giveaway for the Focusrite Scarlet 2i2 USB audio interface. Of course, only one person was going to win it anyway, so now that you didn't win one, it's time to make the investment that will result in great quality audio for you and your audience. Right now, I am recording this conversation with Daniel through my Focusrite Vocaster 2, which they just launched last June. I am in Orlando right now because PodFest Multimedia Expo is happening this week. But thanks to a portable unit like this, I'm able to still record, quote-unquote, on location. I said that Daniel is calling in from central Alabama, which means that the vocaster does have the capability to handle bringing in a call. And then, of course, I've got the unit connected to my computer via USB. Had Daniel been here with me, since I have the vocaster 2, I would have been able to give him his own microphone and headphones. And guess what? If at any point during this conversation I need to cough or clear my throat, there's a mute button, which makes the recording seamless and saves me from having to edit out something like that in post-production. The vocaster can be used not only by podcasters, but anyone doing voiceover work and all the creators out there who are doing streaming on Twitch. Here's how to find more on my podcast website, nhte.net. Tap or click on the ad for the vocaster, which says, Tell the World. It's in the right-hand column on desktop, or if you're viewing the site on mobile, scroll way down to see that ad below the social media logos. The vocaster from Focusrite will help you deliver professional audio quality sound to your audience. Daniel, you were just talking about the album that you're working on, all the singles that you're doing. In the intro, I said that you have a tour starting next month. What are some of the places you'll go to, and how long will you be out on the road for, and then any other details about that tour that you'd like to share, too, of course? Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. I, I, it's like the closer it gets, the more excited I'm getting, the more stoked I'm getting, <laughs> because I'm actually, I'm actually getting to get out of my comfort zone. I'm actually, it's going to wind up being an acoustic tour uh, starting out, but the main places we're looking to hit first is uh, Mississippi and Louisiana. Uh, we've got Texas and Arkansas on the line as well. And I want to say there was one more, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, but I know that we will be starting out in Louisiana. Mississippi will be making a run through both of those places. Uh, Biloxi, Mississippi at the cannery, that's coming up. I want to say in uh, April it's going to be good. I've had a lot of interactions uh, through my TikTok. Uh, whenever I made a post about it, it wound up, if I'm not mistaken, reaching the amount of views and topping out at 18.6 thousand hmm. uh, views. So I'm definitely hoping for that show to be a good one. I know uh, the first show I done was in Natchez, Mississippi at Locust Alley. Uh, wasn't expecting my first show to actually 
uh, sellout. It was it was a packed house that night. Uh, it was extremely. It was like so many feelings in one because it was like I'm finally getting to do what I have a passion for, and that's uh, music. And when it comes to doing stuff like that, meeting everybody on the tour, it's just like I get to get out away from my hometown. I get to go out, sing, entertain these people, let them hear the stories through the music, lyrics, the emotions that come through it. And it's just like, it, it's awesome, man. Especially it kind of being my first tour, having MK music, knowing, um, knowing Hodges backing me up on it and everything. It, it's a really hum- humbling experience because I see all these people that actually believe in me and can see that I'm markable and see the stuff that I'm capable of. And, uh, and all in general, I believe that it's really going to be a great tour. I'm excited for it. Uh, can't wait. Yeah, I can tell. I can hear the excitement as you're talking. While we're talking about live shows, I mentioned in the intro that you've had a number of notable slots as an opener. I only mentioned two specifically when I was saying that, and two more are Jeff Bates and Leon Everett that you opened for. Yes, when it comes to Jeff Bates and uh, Leon Everett has been two of my uh, famous people that I've met. Uh, Leon Everett was a lot of people don't really know, but Leon Everett was actually the guy who wrote Hurricane that the Band of Heathens covered. He wrote that back in way back then, uh, I believe, when George Jones' career was starting off. Uh, it's a little bit more fast-tempoed, but hearing his story and hearing Jeff Fate's story, I realized how they both had a story, but in the end, they changed their life around, and got closer to Christ and as their career continued on and everything, they wind up turning their life around and getting closer to God. And it basically, it basically showed a lot and what they were saying whenever they was telling us their story where Leon Everett, uh, used to be like, he used to be, he'd tell us how he had all this money at one time. And that alcohol basically took it all away from him. He lost his, he lost all his money. He lost his, uh, uh, record deal. Mm. And it's basically nice to hear about their stories because it helps me realize as a younger artist, how I can look up to them and learn from their mistakes and listen to them because they had that point in their life where they went downhill, but it also, they also turned it around in the end, but it was, it, it was a, necessarily it was a bumpy road for them at some point, but they learned through it all. And then, uh, when it comes from, uh, Jeff Bates, Jeff Bates, amazing guy, love, love his energy and everything. Uh, he basically told the story about how he was uh, addicted to alcohol. And um, I want to say, uh, I can't pinpoint the 100% drug that he said that he had been on, but uh, he had finally got off of it. And uh, that's where he had got that song, One Second Chance. Uh, that was basically telling about the story about what all he had been through in his life and how he just wanted one second chance to 
change all that. And now both of them are both uh, Christian men. They both turned their life around 100% and sing mainly Christian music now. They'll do some of their originals, but they mainly target uh, writing uh, original Christian music or where they may be writing a little bit more country. I know when it comes to Leon Everett, he's working on a... uh, gospel album and i know uh jeff bates from what i've been keeping up on is doing uh some new country stuff well and that's great testimony as it relates to you know we talk a lot on this show about the value of getting some opportunities as an opener and normally when we're talking about that we're talking about learning entertainment business lessons we're talking about learning from other artists and the journey that they've had musically and being influenced by them, getting to learn the road, getting to learn the stage. But here, Daniel's bringing us an entirely different perspective and talking about life lessons and talking about being impacted by someone's personal life and what they've been through and those experiences. So this is really, really great insight. And speaking of people seeing you perform in person, Daniel, tell us about the band that you have put together, the people who are in it. I've been, it, it's crazy, man. Uh, I've learned a lot through life, uh, basically being 23 years old. I started my music career at 15, being an independent artist, and it's got to where it's at now because I put the hard work in, I put the dedication in, and I finally had got the band together. Um, I, it's a bunch of people that some of them are the, some that I actually have known for a while, and two of them are some one of them i got recommended and then the other one i just met uh but it's it's crazy how the world works i just had to learn that uh with a little bit of time and patience and having faith and everything and keeping trust in god that everything will work out in the right period of time uh it's great to have a band together finally i know uh when it comes to our practice i i kind of pretty much keep them dead serious about it i'm glad that they're all wanting to do it and pursue their dreams because this is every single one of them has the same dream that i'm that i have and i'm so excited that i can help them in their journey in life pursue that dream that they want uh i know for the lead guitarist we have uh linda thompson she lives down around like the uh florella area closer to florida but it's still in alabama and then we have uh Tracy Eason, as my uh, drummer, she's basically from Georgiana, Alabama. She runs the uh, Georgiana Opry House, which Hank Williams uh, Sr. and a whole bunch of other uh, big singers from back in the day in that generation uh, have played there. Mm. She's had Leon Everett come up there, Jeff Bates, and a whole bunch of other big artists from back in the day. I have uh, Christian Mays. He's from... uh, Crestview, Florida, great guy. He's our bass player. He, he he took music theory, and the one thing I love so much about Christian is he has that hype energy for a band. He's basically our hype guy and our music theory guy. If we need a note found, mm. all we do is play the song, and, and he'll find it. And then when it comes to my rhythm player, we have uh, Hunter Arnett. He's from the same place I am, Andalusia. Uh, great, great guy. I'm actually 
I actually feel like me and him run into each other for a reason. Uh, when it comes to the whole music thing, he's 100% down, dedicated. And that's one thing I love about all these people as when we done our first practice, we actually practiced for 16 hours. Mm. And I think that mainly, yeah, <laughs> I think that mainly came from, I told him that I was, it mainly came from, I think we was all excited to actually be together, jam out and actually learn everything. But the reason for practices like that is because of such a short period of time. Once I get done with the acoustic tour, I'm looking to start setting, run back through with a band. Mm. And that's just the thing that we're uh, trying to work on now is basically uh, getting some originals written. Uh, we'll take time in that and practice to do that. Every practice we have, we'll mainly go through uh, some of the covers that we're going to do, but it's mainly originals that we're trying to work on and get done. Fantastic. Fantastic. Being around the types of people that I mentioned back in the intro, some of the opener slots that you've had, it makes me wonder who inspired you through music growing up and who inspires you now? When it comes back to who inspired me growing up, it always been people like Johnny Cash, George Jones, uh, Navarre. Um, it comes through so many generations of music because as a, uh, as a kid growing up and going through life, there were so many songs that I relate to. It's just something that I have a strong passion about. So there were so many people that uh, related to when it come to country. It was uh, it was Johnny Cash, George Jones, Leland Jennings, Merle Haggard, George Strait, Reba McIntyre, Brooks and Dunn. I loved all the uh, traditional country that come out, but as it's grown, as the years have gone by and everything in life has changed and developed into a different thing, we've also had uh, the one thing that I like is that would inspire me now would have to be uh, the artist in today's generation would be Joe Wetzel. Um, he's kind of got that rock star vibe to him. But, like, it's just some of his songs that he writes. Uh, if you actually, when you listen to the lyrics, you can understand that he's actually writing it all from experience of what he's been through in life. And I think that's such a such a great idea that comes out of the artist as he takes songs like that. Like, for example, To How to Cry is basically a song talking about uh, where a girl had wound up leaving him and that uh, he had basically, he was too high to basically even cry about it or be mm. upset about it. Wow. And it's a beautiful song once you listen to it, especially with the lyrics, the melody, how it builds up, how it builds down and breaks down. And it's just a beautiful song in general. And, uh, yeah, man. Co-West is a little bit on the, uh, he's a little bit something different than I think the country um, music scenery has seen. But the one thing I love about country music is how it's so accepting and allows anybody to come in. That's that's one thing that I love to see artists do. Like, for example, now Jelly Roll is known for a country rapper, but now he's getting introduced to actual country music and he uh just recently 
I want to say, sung with Craig Morgan hmm. at the Grand Old Opry. Wow. And I, that's one thing that I love so much about today's artists, whether they're in the R&B section, the pop music, stuff like that, they wind up being accepted in the country because that's one thing I love to see about artists in today's generation is their diversity and what all they can sing and what all places of genres of music that they can fit into. And it's just unique and different, but it's also very nice to see them come in the country because I feel country is actually that uh, country is one of the main genres. I feel that's very accepting when it comes to other artists that, out in the uh, other generations. So anyone has them today when it comes to inspiring, it would have to be Co West from Morgan Wallen, uh, Jelly Roll, and uh, Randy Hauser played a big part, most definitely. Good stuff, good stuff. Wow, wow, really good insights. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Central Alabama by singer, songwriter, guitar player Daniel Mock. He is all over social media. Find, follow, and engage with Daniel on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. It is pretty much at Daniel Mock Music right across the board on all of those. Find Daniel's music on Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Music, among other online digital platforms. Keep up with him online so you can keep up with all of his news, including the album and the tour that you heard him talking about in the first half of the show. This is really cool. The last two weeks, I was telling you about the ability that you now have to call me, as in an actual voice call. It's through OWL, which is an app that is free to download. That's OWL, like the animal, the bird. Except there are two W's and two L's, so it's O-W-W-L-L. And guess what? The OWL app is how I found out about Daniel Mock. And just to practice what I preach about the ability to call me on there... He and I spoke with each other through the OWL app. In fact, one of the many cool features on there is that if you see someone you want to talk to and they don't show as being quote-unquote live, there's a button you tap to request that the person goes live. Daniel heard that I was looking to talk to him, so he went live on the OWL app, and then he requested that I go live, and as soon as I did, he called me, and we were able to lay the groundwork for setting up this podcast interview Here's how you can get started to calling me, calling Daniel Mock, calling lots of other folks who are all on the OWL app. Either go to my podcast's website, nhte.net, and tap or click anywhere you see that it says home, or simply head straight to nowhearthis.net, which of course is H-E-A-R, nowhearthis.net. And whichever way you get there, simply then look at the article whose headline is Help Now a Phone Um, app call away that will give you not only the link for the owl app in the app store or for google play but i've also got a invitation code in there that you will need and want and then once you get up and running on the owl app call me call daniel mock start making great connections Daniel, you were talking about inspirations. What about collaborations? Meaning, is there an artist that you would like to collaborate with, meaning writing or performing? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> that's that's no doubt the number one on my list is uh, Joe Wetzel. I, I know he's already up there and everything, and 
he, he's doing his tour right now. He's got the Hell Paso tour going on, but that's one one artist that it's just I love I love his music. I love I lo- it's just basically that. Like I understand his music, what he's writing about, and all that. And it, it takes a lot of people to listen to it because a lot of people listen to it and they're like. Some people be like, oh, this like some of it's depressing and sad. I was like, you got to understand that he's he wrote that from his heart. That's basically life events that he's went through through his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it comes to collaborating, whether it be songwriting or going on tour with or opening up for Joe Wetzel's number one on my list. I know I've got uh, Morgan Wallen at some point. I'm trying to get in there and uh, try and see. Hopefully later down the road that once our paths cross i may be able to get to open up for him or possibly go on tour maybe collab with him with a song uh hardy's another one i love what hardy's doing he's kind of he's kind of he's a country dude but it, it's like he started out his career writing uh writing before he ever went into singing and that that's one thing i also like to say about the artists when it comes from songwriting is the a lot of artists nowadays are actually just songwriters who's been writing songs and they found out that they could make a little bit more with just writing their own and then putting it out there. But when it comes to collaborations and duets and features and going on stage with other people, I, there's certain lists could go on, but the top ones I'd have to say would have to be Co Wetzel, Morgan Wallen, Hardy, Parker McCollum, uh, George Strait, Brooks Dunn, uh, Cody Johnson, Cody Jeans. It's just so many people that I would definitely love to collaborate. And I, I'd be down to basically collaborate with anyone that's in the music industry. Cause I think <laughs> it's so, so good when you, ha- when you basically have two artists that, uh, come together and work together. It's, it's just like crazy what you can come up with nowadays. And it's nice to see that in artists, how they're, basically doing that like for example i noticed now with when it comes to the music industry morgan wallen's pretty much sitting there at the top i love his strategy of how he works stuff uh he's got his he's got his head game on he knows what he's doing uh it's just basically i love how they're basically it's all work it's all work basically but it's like i'd say boss of the wall they're all busy in their own way trying to get their careers going or continuing the careers that they got going on right now. And it's just awesome to see that in so many people, but yeah, man, those definitely have to be the top ones that I'd like to collaborate with. And then if it comes to, uh, any other ones, it would definitely have to be Randy House or Lanny Wilson, uh, and anybody else. I know, uh, Muscadine bloodline would be definitely a good one to collaborate with. And folks, all the more reason to continue to follow Daniel and root him on and watch. It's just a matter of time before one or more of these come to fruition, I'm sure. There have been lots and lots of guests on Now Hear This Entertainment over the years who have been on the performance reality shows. And Daniel, I understand you have stories regarding auditions for The Voice and American Idol? Yeah, I wanted up. I've been trying American Idol and The Voice since uh, 2008. 18 i wound up making it uh i wound up doing an in-person audition in 2019 with my buddy uh 
Josh Gilman, we wind up driving to Mobile, Alabama, and we didn't make it, but it was a great, we didn't make it on the show, but it was a great experience because you got to see how much talent actually went through. Behind the scenes, you got to see as all the talent that went through that either got turned down or not picked. Mm. And that did get picked. It, it was just a great experience in general, even if I didn't make it. Uh, I did basically try out for The Voice recently, uh, a couple months closer last year before the year ended. And I did pass the first round on The Voice. It was just the only thing they had changed about the email when they told me that I would get a call back was they said that, you have an outstanding voice. You're just not what the voice is looking for at the moment. So at that point, I just considered, hey, I'm going to give it a break from trying to get on these uh, TV reality shows like that that gives exposure and everything and just kind of focus on myself and my career and kind of getting it out there myself along with having uh, Mary Noblock of Orderly Records and uh, Nolan Hodges of MK Music Booking. I figured just I'm just going to work with them and basically put in the work to ride it out to the top. And folks, of course, one of the ways that you start to get noticed, you heard Daniel talk about this earlier, is the great response that he gets when he does cover songs. And Daniel, I read that in your college days, you made your mark on a Prince tribute with his song Purple Rain. Tell us about that. <laughs> That was actually a good one, man. I, I, I'm a huge Prince fan when it comes to Purple Rain. I love Prince so much. I actually have his limited time edition of his old uh, record player, one of those that you uh, wind up putting it on. You take the little thing down, it winds up spinning. I actually have his uh, limited edition uh, CD of Purple Rain. And it, it was funny because my director at the time, whenever I was in the ensemble, it's basically choreography and singing. And we'd go around high schools, colleges, and uh, events at the fair and stuff like that and sing for people. And it was basically a little bit of dancing. But when it comes to uh, Prince Purple Rain, it was funny because at first uh, I saw my producer, one of my producers, uh, Johnny Brewer, had asked me what song did I uh, want to do for solo? And I told him that song. And he was like, Daniel, you can't. he said, we're not doing that song. He said, you can't do it. And I was like, just give me a shot. You never know. And uh, he fi- it, I finally got him to the point to where he was like, all right, let's hit it. So I done what I had to do with my guitar, and I hit like the first verse, and he held his hand up, told me to stop. And then he was like, that's your – he said, that's your solo for the rest of the year. Hmm. And I was like, I finally got to do that. And it, it just come out to be beautiful, especially uh, being the ensemble itself. Uh, all those people I consider family, they were like brothers and sisters to me. And the directors, Johnny Brewer and Greg Applin and Miss Dottie, they, they were all amazing. I loved working with them through my college days. I missed it. Uh, it did give me a chance to pursue college and I actually had a full-blown scholarship uh, for music to go to Troy University Mm. but I kind of didn't take that uh, route in life I kind of just kept doing what I was doing with my music gotcha gotcha and folks clearly I was meant to have Daniel on this week meaning following 
Michelle Rose on last week's podcast episode, because on that episode, Michelle talked about the fact that she works very, very closely with Dr. Fink, who was Prince's keyboardist. He is basically her musical mentor, I think is the expression that she used. So coincidentally, here's Daniel one week later talking about a Prince song. So I will put a link on the show page for Daniel's episode on nhte.net to last week's conversation with Michelle Rose, so you can go back and hear that. Daniel, there's one other song that I'd like to ask you about, which is a Keith Sweat country remix you did of Nobody. (laughs) Man, I was not expecting that to blow up. I was really not expecting that to blow up. I just kind of took my... I just kind of took a chance uh, when it comes to uh, TikTok. I love all the... I basically take the time and the amount of time. There's so many followers that I have at the moment due to being on TikTok since 2019. I've kind of marketed myself in my own little way to get to where I'm at now. And it's just like, it, it was crazy when I, when I'd done it because I wasn't expecting that vi- video that I put out to go so much viral. It was like, it, it was crazy and insane, but it was awesome at the same time to see how many people would actually be able to state like a positive opinion about it. And it was just like, I had so much good feedback from it. It wasn't long. I posted one video of it. It uh, soared over a million views and stopped at 1.2. And then I done another video of it as it was getting close to record that song at the time. I wound up doing another video of it, and then it surpassed 2.1 million. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got two videos now. And now they both sit at 2.1 million views. And I'm like, there's no telling who's all seen this. I was like, at some point, I was like, I'm not surprised that it didn't hit the news or something. But it it was awesome in general just to have that many people interact with uh, the content that I put out. And at that point in time, I... I love R&B music. That's something that I actually grew up on, too, uh, whether it be um, Tank, whether it be uh, Keith Sweat, Usher, Nelly. It's just all in general. And we wound up putting that song uh, out, and it it wasn't long until it hit over 5,000 streams, and it still goes up Mm. uh, on the daily. But it, it was just awesome in general, man, to have, like, to be able to take country and mix it with a little bit of R&B. <laughs> it it kind of brings out the creativity of seeing two genres collapse together and combine because I had so many positive feedback. People would tell me that I needed to, uh, they was like, man, have you ever thought about doing country R&B music? Hmm. I was like, mm. I mean, it, it's kind of. I've kind of got some ideas for that later down the road with the band on writing original music. Uh, there was one thing my buddy Hunter showed me that I thought was pretty cool, and it's called a band called Sleep Token. They're basically a metal core band, but the one thing that was so unique and so amazing about them and one of the songs they did was it would be, you would hear the scream music, and then all of a sudden they'd stop playing, and then they'd just play this R&B funky uh, type of song, and the lead singer would be singing, and it's like, hmm. oh, my God, they just went from death metal screaming to doing a breakdown to <laughs> going straight into R&B, and it's like everybody went ballistic <laughs> over it. And I was like, maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea to do uh, 
country and uh, R&B and basically bring yeah. the two things together. Because that, that's like a lot of people say. There's some people that says that R&B in today's generation is dead. But just like I've seen where Tank has said it's not, I believe 100% it's not. I believe that R&B is definitely going to always be around. And it's definitely a great genre to get into. It's very good music in general. Let's back up a little bit, though, to what you were talking about when you first started into all that, which was the fact that some of the success that you're describing was via TikTok. Because what happens is a lot of people aspire to get the kind of numbers on TikTok that you're having. But what they don't realize is that once you get there, you need to continue to create content very regularly if you're going to keep at the level that you've achieved on TikTok, if not continue to find more success. So Daniel, just talk about that, the success that you've had. And like I said, the, the pressure of now that you're there, you have to keep creating more on TikTok. Oh yeah, it, it, it's a general thing. Uh, the way it, from 2019, when I started out, I actually didn't even start out doing music videos. I just started making random videos. And then all of a sudden I put out a, I done a Josh Turner uh, acapella song, and uh, it wound up blowing up at 17,000 views, and that's what basically kind of started. I was like, if this many people believe in me or like the covers or the originals I'm doing, mm. then let me keep doing this and see how far I can get. And that's mm -hmm. basically how it started back in uh, 2019. And uh, whenever I first started it, it took 2019 to now to get – get me where i'm at and it's just awesome in general to uh see how far i've come but yes when it when it comes to posting uh content the algorithm on tiktok is it's different than what you would get you may have over you may have the amount of followers that you were saying with the three hundred and ninety thousand and everything but it's like the algorithm is not going to hit all those followers at one time due to the fact that everybody follows almost so many people on there that it just all depends. It has to be the right time, the right uh, hashtags in order for your video to actually blow up, it seems. And it's just in general, that that's how it is. It's, uh, it's different being a content creator because you have to make sure that you got content out there on the daily that's how I used to do it. Whenever I was working hard on it, it would be content daily. And then at nighttime, it would be live streaming on there. Uh, having so many people will come in and it's, it's crazy. I've actually had so many artists that's actually big time pop into my live on TikTok. And it's actually a humble experience to have them actually come into my live and whether they would stay and listen or either actually joined the live which i had uh, a good buddy of mine do that he's a canadian pop artist uh his name is Forrest black i actually met him back in i want to say january at the beginning of last year he wound up popping in one of my lives and stayed for a little bit and then showed me how to play one of his originals hmm. that i'd actually been listening to for two solid weeks man i'd, <laughs> I'd been listening to his song uh for two solid weeks and then all of a sudden I see I'm doing a live I'm singing and I stop because I see the name Forrest Black pop in and I'm like okay surely this is either a fake account or I was like this is somebody else 
but then all of a sudden it actually it was actually him and i was like oh crap i was like man i've been listening to your i was like you don't even know me i was mm. like i've been listening to your music wow. uh for the past two weeks <laughs> and it was just a great exposure i still talked to him on the daily uh mm. Morris is a good guy love his music love to see the success that he's got going on in his life and everything how cool is that wow Wow. We're going to close today with another one of Daniel's original songs, one called Final Goodbye. Daniel, before I let you go and I play that track, share with the audience all about this one, if you would, please. Well, when it comes to Final Goodbye, the the reason I basically wrote the song is because it really is a song that comes from my heart. Uh, It was basically written about a bad relationship that I went through, but it's basically targeted to any toxic relationship out there. Uh, so it can be seen, it can also be seen from a guy's point of view to the woman's point of view because it, uh, it's basically put out to be that way of where two people are in a relationship. One person gives 100% where the other person gives them nothing but lies, manipulates them. Mm. Uh, cheats on and that's basically how the song starts off when you see it it's the same old same old sorry ass lies that you feed me every time the, the person in the story that's been loyal and dedicated is finally getting tired of all these broken promises all these lies and all this stuff that the other person's giving them and like they're they're basically telling them in the the guy or the woman's basically telling them in the song that if shit pardon my language, but if shit don't change, then uh, then they're basically going to give their final goodbye and move on from that person because they're nothing but toxic to them and they're weighing them down. But hearing you give that explanation makes me think, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, because I hear a lot of songwriters who will say, oh, it's therapeutic to finally get that out once and for all. Once you go through a bad situation and you write it into a song, now you can finally release it and let go of it. But as the artist, you have to perform that song over and over and over. So doesn't it still conjure up those bad memories for you every time that you have to sing that song? For me, I would say it did, but the one thing that I take from it now is even though 99% of the relationships and people I've talked to, they have done me wrong uh, through the relationships, I don't never consider it I don't never consider it a bad thing because I never try to talk down bad on anybody or anything like that. I kind of give it I kind of give it that sign it is what it is, but at that time when I wrote that song, it was it, it was many emotions. It was because I was upset. It was because I was mad. I was disappointed. And uh, But in general, as that song goes on, I still have that same feeling in that song. But when it comes to that person, why I still hold that grudge or why I still be mad or disappointed that they've done that stuff to me, basically, it would I'd have to say, no because that was in the past they're no longer in my life Mm. i wish them all the best but they're no longer in my life and i'm pursuing my career and finally focusing on myself and i mean it's just like when you get one of those songs that does that you take all these emotions and you put in that song but during time i think especially with that one i really don't feel that way i feel like yes i'll have that same feeling 
and energy singing that song because it is a very personal and a uh, real song to me. But uh, it's one that I know that a lot of people would be able to relate to when it comes to toxic relationships. And if it hits the right audience and the right viewers, I feel like if once also it gets the band behind it, that a lot of people will like it more. But that's the reason I put it out all with acoustics so I could highlight just the artist mm. and sell his own vocals before adding in everything else to it. I like it. I like it. Well said. Well said. Daniel, wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making time to be on Now Here This Entertainment and a lot of exciting things coming up for you. So we will continue to watch throughout 2023 and beyond. All the best with your tour starting next month. All right. Sounds good, brother. With that, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Daniel Mock. As I mentioned earlier, he is all over social media, so be sure to find, follow, and engage with him. Specifically, he is on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and as you heard him talking about TikTok as well. And they are pretty much all at Daniel Mock Music. Be sure to let him know that you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Speaking of his music, again, it's available on the likes of Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Music. Keep up with Daniel online for information about his album as well as his tour, both of which you heard him talking about during this episode. Remember that, like me, you can also find Daniel on the OWL app, O-W-W-L-L, and there's an article with all the information about that on the homepage of my website, as I mentioned earlier. Folks, I do hope that you enjoyed the interview and that you like the show itself. If you want to extend a gesture to let me know as much, go to my podcast website, nhte.net, and look for the yellow logo there that says, buy me a coffee, and do exactly that. It honestly would mean a lot to me because it tells me that you like what I'm putting out each week. It doesn't matter where you're located on this, by the way. It's simply a way that we can have a virtual hot beverage together. You can even put a personal note on there for me to see. And if you hear me say this each week and are just kind of confused as to what it's about, simply go there and look to see how simple it actually is. That's going to do it for episode 468. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Daniel Mock. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Final Goodbye.
Lost to 